Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. One of the challenges with doing the members-only shows live is knowing exactly when the live starts because as much as we love our friends over at Rumble, they don't have the same kind of studio monitor system that YouTube does that shows us the live and then you press go live. So we press go live with our, our broadcasting software and then I actually just don't know if we're live or not. So I just start talking. But, you know, the assumption is we are. And so here we are and we're going to talk about we got this crazy story about uh, from the Daily Mail exclusive <clears throat> Chicago inmates claim jail guards are pressuring them to illegally vote in the mayoral election. Well, how about that one? So Serge is currently not in the room. I don't know where he's at, but he'll press the buttons when he gets back. I'm pretty sure. Check out this story and then we can just leave it here and start talking about it. So uh, you get Donald Trump, you, you get Republicans, MAGA, everybody's talking about illegally voting and, and all that stuff and the concerns about elections. There's a viral video coming from the Kerry Lake camp of a guy saying he's spending his own time and money trying to get to the bottom of this election stuff because he cares about this country. Take a look at this story. Chicago inmates have claimed they are being pressured to illegally vote in the city's mayoral election. The inmates, some of whom are accused of murder, argued guards at Cook County Jail were pushing them to vote despite some of them being registered in a different jurisdiction. They claimed the guards were receiving orders from higher ups and were, quote, just doing what I'm told when confronted over the move. It comes amid fears of ballot harvesting, as insiders claimed the jail was the ideal environment due to no cameras or election observers. Holy shit. It also raised concerns it could propel Lori Lightfoot back into office despite her languishing on just 13% in the polls. They're outright saying they're ballot harvesting in prisons to support the Democrat candidate in Chicago. I When I heard Which this, shocked me. I thought... <clears throat> This, I was like, okay, prisoners are saying this. Let's let's <clears throat> investigate. But apparently, the guards acknowledged that yes, they're they're doing what they were told in their attempt to ballot harvest. Who told them? I, I just I just kind of feel like, you know, I say it all the time: the night is always darkest before the dawn. What that really means is shit's going to hit the fan, and you better be ready to start rebuilding because work is going to be hard. Yeah, hard times. Hard times are coming. So I hope you guys have downloaded some survival guides, gotten out of the cities. It is kind of crazy to me how many people will say stuff like, I've not gotten out of the city because it's too difficult. And I'm kind of like, maybe, like, I get that it is difficult, but I know a lot of people who got out of cities and have really cut their costs. Quality of life went down a little bit, but I mean, look, if you want to live in the city and you want to wait for whatever the fuck is coming to come, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, man. Do your thing. But uh, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Do you think, get out of the cities? Where are you? Are you in the cities? I mean, I almost moved to downtown Detroit, uh... 
back, you know, when I was looking for a house originally because it was up and coming at the time. There were good deals. It was, uh, you know, they had all these loft apartments and, and they were doing some cool things down there. And uh, in retrospect, I'm so glad I didn't do that. I, I managed to find a couple acres of property in a good city um, in, in an area where I would never be able to afford it now. It just happened to be the end of the of the housing crash. You know, it was like 2010 where we were just starting to come back up from the housing crash. So, you know, I, I wish I had 40 acres uh, 20 miles further west of where I'm at. But, uh, yeah, man, it's you just you can't imagine the amount of chaos that would happen in even a sh- I mean right now Michigan had a bad weather storm last week and like my neighbor hasn't had power for six days at this point seven days he's running on a generator that's fine but when you do that in a major metropolitan area with high-rise apartment buildings and you know not everybody can just go plug a generator in mm-hmm. everybody's on city water everybody's on city sewer um, <laughs> like that's gonna be a fucking nightmare and if you think this is what I suggest everybody read who lives in a city, you need to read a book called Shit Hits the Fan Stories by Selko Begovic. You can buy it on Amazon. This guy lived in Bosnia during the Bosnian Civil War, and it's basically just a diary of all the things that he saw. And it, it's fucking unreal. I mean, you know, he'll be like telling, he'll start a story off with. I heard a song on the radio today and it reminded me of when I was trapped in this building because I was like out searching for food and this roving band of people came in so I had to hide under some rubble and I sat there for two days while they raped four women and all I could hear was them screaming and then they killed them and they kept playing this song uh, on their Walkman as they were doing it. And, and he's like, now every time I hear that song on the radio, that's the only thing I can think of. And it's like, that's the kind of world that you guys are going to, like, the peop- anti-gun people are so funny to me because they just don't understand how the world works without guns, right? Like, why did we develop guns? We developed guns because at some point, some small caveman got sick of getting his ass kicked by the big caveman and he picked up a rock and he fucking hit him in the head and he killed him with it. And then eventually he decided I can hit him from with this rock from 10 feet away and it's much safer. And then I can sharpen this rock and put it at the end of a stick and I can hit him from 50 yards away. Like then eventually he took certain parts yeah. of, a, of a very core elements of a rock melted them all together to make a very small but a small very small but very rock. fast rock exactly <laughs> like, like like this is like human beings are different than apes because our shoulders are designed to throw objects like that that's a specific functional difference in the design of our shoulder capsule versus uh, primates theirs were meant to uh, to hang more and ours were meant to wind up and throw things it's built into our dna so the point is like if you don't have a gun when the shit hits the fan and you're small or incapable or whatever, like you're going to be the first to die. Guns it's, are that's just the modernized rock throwing. Correct. Exactly. It's like, it's like the story. Yeah. I, 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 I read the story. That's, exactly. Yeah. I was talking about how first I got picked up a rock and hit somebody with it. Then he threw the rock. Then they put small rocks on the ends of sticks and started <laughs> right. throwing the sticks and they got the bow and arrow. Exactly. All about taking rocks. Eventually get to the point where we're smelting metals and we're making different kinds of rocks. And a gun takes a tiny, small, dense piece of matter and propels it. Real fast rock. (laughs) I think about that and I'm like, then what's what's the next level? 
if we went from picking up rock and throwing it to bow and arrow, spear, whatever, and now we're at a, 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 a combustion propelled rock, spinning it for accuracy and then ripping it through someone's body. Yeah. What's the next level in rock throwing? I mean, there's guys working on that. There's a guy uh, that was at the Guns and Bitcoin conference that was working on like piezoelectric primers. He's trying to because primers yes. primers yes. are always have have always been the like, the one chink in the supply chain, right? It's very hard to they're very hard to make, and Why? so yeah, because it's it's real chemistry. They're very small. You got to make them, and uh, they're very precise. Um, it's the, so it's, the it's chemi- just not something your average person can make. The chemicals know, need the for chemical it compounds are harder than say just standard smokeless yeah, powder, like lead mm-hmm. azide and yeah. stuff. It's nasty chemicals. They're they're very volatile. But all you so, need to do is ignite the yeah. You need to, you need to ignite powder. the powder. So he he was uh, this his, his his Twitter handle is Suckaboy Tony, and he was like, you know, I I, I made this Twitter handle before I ever thought I was going to be doing anything important. So now I'm like I'm. <laughs> Developing this stuff. My name is like Suck Boy Tony. Really cool guy. But anyway, he was yeah. He's developing uh, piezoelectric primers, trying to get uh, uh, like electronic ignition. And so then you know the next evolution is I don't know. Elon invents some kind of laser gun that's solar powered, and I'm gonna want that then. And that's gonna invalidate all the previous gun laws because they're all designed around. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, you know, powder and, and combustion and, and uh, projectiles. And so... I think ballistics will stick around, though, because even in space combat, sure. we'll have electric... Uh, weaponry that'll be absorbable by shields yeah. and then we'll need ballistics that shields can't stop yeah well, it, it'll well. be a long time before we can, we can get fully away from ballistics i, mm-hmm. I agree and it's funny the word ballistic has ball, ball at right. the very center right. which is here's ball, ballistic you know here's what it's going to be we're going to teleport the rock right into their body and then pull it <laughs> back right. to you very quickly <laughs> yeah so it'll just be like you'll have a you'll have a, you'll appear. have a, a right. this a canister you're holding on the sides with the bullet in it and you'll aim it and click it and it'll just it'll warp in and out yeah. and it's and the person will just collapse collapse oh. yeah. what's the modern day bayonet you know how we used to need bayonets because eventually you get into close combat yeah is there really, something that I will mean, it, eventually drop off most side people arm. in the military yeah, like, like i mean yeah if you talk to real military people they'll tell you like if you're using your handgun like you've got real problems like mm. you, you're you're so how many people get stabbed in modern combat not many aside mm-hmm. from a, like a very particular circumstance where you have to be quiet and and you know making noise would be a bad thing or you're you're literally on your last mm-hmm. uh, your last ditch effort but they don't really I don't think they even issue bayonets anymore. No, I just meant like what's a technology the that technology they will that take be... off of guns like we don't need it anymore. Well, you know, optics are changing. So, um, for example, like, I, you know, a lot of people don't have iron sights on their rifles anymore an iron because sight. iron sights are like, you know, the standard, like the post and okay. that you got to line up. You know, so now everything is modern optics where you have like a red dot or a scope or something like that. And the technology on those is getting robust enough that they can survive, um, you know, excessive forces and being dropped. The batteries are lasting longer. Some mm-hmm. of them um are powered by fiber optics and solar, so you're getting away from batteries entirely. So um, there are a lot of people that don't, like, there's sort of this uh, movement and people are, well, you got to have 
backup sites because what happens if your optic breaks Mm -hmm. and then the other half is like well even if the optic breaks i can still see through the glass and so if you if you train that way and you know that um you know the the glass and the optic is this big and i know that from here to that door let's say if i see the guy in the window i'm gonna pull the trigger and do do i hit him exactly or want to no but if it's two inches high it's not that big of a deal from 15 feet do you do you ever uh, have you seen the show last of us um, no, I haven't. But you know what it's about? Uh, yeah, I, I know the premise of it, yeah. So it's like, I think it's what, 20 years it's the after? It's cordyceps. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. The mushroom. And it like takes spring. place, I think, yeah. like 20 years after civilization has collapsed. Yeah. And so there's a scene where he's got some kind of AR. Yeah. And he stores it, you know, in the floor of some abandoned building. And Ali, the chick, she's like, why? And he's like, not a lot of ammo for these things these days. So he's just yeah. getting rid of it. I'm curious, as somebody who makes ammo... <laughs> What would happen if society broke down to this degree? How hard would it be for you to make ammo for a modern rifle? Like, let's say you needed to make a five five six. Would yeah. you be able to do it on your own? No, I mean functionally, no. You know, just the the te- it, it primers. Pri- yeah, you can't yeah. make the primer. You, you can't make the smokeless powder. I mean, Crazy. that that again, that's real chemistry. You're talking about. You're gonna be using know, one of those motherfuckers over there. What's all oh, the, the muzzle loaded Civil War? Yeah, like you got. can make black powder. Have we ever right. showed that I mean, on would, the show? You would go back to black know. powder. That's because we're not allowed do. to show it on yeah. YouTube. I don't think it's so crazy. I'll go grab it. <clears throat> it's a nice yeah. looking weapon. Okay, talk about guns. I'll grab it. Nice I mean, it would take a while for us to get through. When, when you think, um, you know, there's uh, like a hundred million gun owners in the United States, about thirty percent of the population, and if that one hundred million gun owners each collectively it's owns only. Only a hundred rounds of ammunition. That's uh, a billion rounds, right? Where's it? Did I do the right, man? Is that camera off? Yeah, I'll turn that one off. Yeah, turn that one off. So, uh, it, you know, in, in the hands of the civilian population in the United States, there's likely more than a trillion rounds of of ammunition. Would be my would be the low end estimate. If there was a situation where the population, like if society had fallen, we can't manufacture ammo, how much, how many dollars, assuming the dollar is worth what it's worth right now, today on February 27th, 2023, how much, how many dollars would like a bullet be worth? I mean, if, if there's no supply left, yeah, no one had bullets. I mean, if, I mean, like at that point, the question isn't how many dollars is it worth. The question is like how many Bic lighters is it worth? Yeah. How many cans of sardines is it worth? I mean, that, again, read, read shit hits the fan stories, and and you'll kind of get what I'm saying uh, because that's that's the reality of it. Like these guys were bartering. This is the Bosnian civil war. I mean, this this occurred in Sarajevo, which hosted the Olympics only four or five years prior to a literal full out civil war. So. Th- it's it's a good measure for what you could expect to see in an American city because it was pretty much a first world city when it was going on. And so that's what he talks about is like the value of something is only what it's worth. And so if, if you're starving and hungry, then a bullet is worth nothing, but a chocolate bar is worth everything. Were people trading bullets in yeah, Syria? Yeah, they, they were. And, and, you know, that country didn't have the same proliferation of weapons that we have here. So, so some people had weapons, some people didn't. Um, but they were trading everything for everything i mean they were trading sex they were trading companionship they were trading um ammunition food uh whatever it took and and that was the like a lot of his stories are him meeting up for somebody to trade something for something and the lesson is like you have to understand what you're getting yourself into if you're like you, you never bring everything you have to the meeting because that's when you get killed Right. I mean, that's when they see that you're the guy with 15 cans of sardines. And so, yeah, you do the trade and then they follow you back to your place and then they they fucking kill you. That uh, that uh, is a rifled musket. 
It's a model oh, yeah. model eighteen sixty one, I think it is. Uh, nice. Rifled musket, muzzle loaded, fifty cal. I think we. It's never been fired before. That's a uh, that rifle was surplus Union military, and so they had like ten thousand of them made. Put them in storage. Never got to use them. The war ended, and now there's a bunch of these that float around. I was able to get one at an antique shop. They're pretty cool. But uh, in the event, I was reading about it because I also have this thing behind me, which is uh, it's real. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a real. I don't, I don't like, I'm not going to tell YouTube that, I guess, but, uh, it's antique firearm. It's a, it's not, it's legally classified that way, but it's actually a modern sporting muzzle loaded 50, 50 caliber. Luke got it for me for my birthday and it's not classified as a gun. So it is real, but it's not legally a gun. Right. The crazy thing, it, it, it came by like USPS. Yeah. It's an, it is it's legally classified as antique, even yeah, though it's used. Firearm. It yeah, was made because of the technology, right? Yeah, it was, was Silencer Co. was trying to, I don't think that they have it anymore, but they were selling basically a, a muzzleloader musket with, with, an, with, an, with, an, with an, but this is the best part, with an integrated silencer. Yeah. And because it was all one piece, they could legally ship it to your no. house. No. Yeah. Uh, because it, because a sil- the definition of silencer uh, didn't include, you know, like they looked, I can't remember exactly what the language was, but more or less you, you could sell it directly to somebody. Was, well, so awesome. I started looking up, how would you make black powder in the event shit? It's the fan. And it's like bat shit. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. like, what, what is it? It's bat I mean, shit. That was in the anarchist. I mean, what do you, what do you need? Anarchist salt cookbook. Peter or something like that. Yeah. Salt Peter. Uh, ammonium nitrate. Yeah. Ammonium nitrate. I mean, yeah. I mean, back in, back in my, in my, uh, how mis- to make misspent youth, you know, that was the big, that was like the big thing in the nineties. That was like the first right. book. Yeah. Sulfur. I think, uh, that was like the first book, potassium permanganate maybe. Uh, it's that, not. It's 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 not like it's easy, but it's something a single person can yeah, do. Yeah, you can do it for sure. Yeah, yeah. We used to get. Uh, yeah, that was the big. What's thing. smokeless powder made of though? That's that. You you uh, couldn't do that, right? You couldn't. I mean, that's again. That's like real chemistry. Yep. Um, Crazy. Just no way to do it. But uh, yeah. if you had, if you found an old rifled musket, you could make this the black powder, yeah. and you could make some yeah. rudimentary you could make firearm. A single shot firearm. You know. You know what the first revolver was? It was muzzle loaded. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, muzzle loaded. Six muzzle loaded. And you'd, yep, yeah. muzzle load the, the cylinder or whatever, and then you, you would fire it, flint, flint lock. Rotate it. And then rotate it. It might have been percussion cap. But okay. I, th- I think yeah, it might have been flintlock, way. actually. You would ha- No, it had to be percussion cap, and you would hand rotate it. You'd fire, and then you'd spin it, and then you'd fire, and then you'd spin it. And then there were, uh, back in the 1300s, they had what I, what I referred to as fully automatic. But I had a bunch of gun nuts be like, it's not fully automatic, and that's not what it means. Yeah, of course. What they would do is they would have like 12 barrels, 
they would all be muzzle loaded. Right. And then a single pole would, would and I'm like, is that close enough to full auto? You know what I'm trying to say, you know, come on. You know, but they were like, no, that's yeah, not. I mean, when all the ammunition is running, it runs out, then people are going to be killing each other with like potato guns. You know, they're going to put a heavy object into a tube of some kind with any kind of propellant. I mean, again, that's what we did when we were kids. You put used, you know, hairspray and, and some PVC tubes. The rubber tubes. band guns, too. Yeah, rubber band guns. Yeah, that's like the most. Uh, rubber band. We have those downstairs where you put the rubber bands and yeah. it's a full auto or it's semi-automatic. You can go right. click, 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 and it fires all the rubber bands at people. How do the potato guns work? I mean, it's just a, a a PVC tube. You put a potato in one end, you you cap off the other end, and then you have a hole where you use like hairspray or something that's flammable, but not like particularly explosive, let's say. And uh, you light it with a match, and it it expand, gases expand, and it propels the potato. Uh, Tyler, it's Tyler, a tennis ball or whatever you want. You Tyler know? Smith says LARPing with a musket. LARPing. I bought an antique. <laughs> I bought an antique. I like antiques. Uh, but someone also uh, let, let me make sure I get your name in here. Uh, who who suggested this lynch mob says compound bow you can always reuse arrows yeah yeah true. so i actually last Cross year bows, compound bows i used yeah. to we, we have a couple compound bows and we have uh compound we have some recurve we have some composites i have a Hung- hungarian traditional composite bow and it's mm. just like you know it's weak as shit you yeah. know what i mean small but the uh the compound i used to go up and i i actually got pretty good not knowing what the fuck i was doing with that thing and you know, probably the the sights didn't work or anything, so it was never calibrated properly. But I could stand on the balcony, and this is probably like, what do you think that is? One hundred and fifty yards to the target? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe a hundred yards. Hundred yards, and I could field. hit like less. I could hit a six inch target, maybe sure. like one in four with the compound bow. The uh, the the what what do we have? Like we have? Oh no no no! The six inch target I could hit like every time. We had a smaller one that I hit like one in four and it would ping. And I actually was, I, I'd go out every morning and I would just fire off a bunch of arrows at it. It was awesome. Yeah. That was so much fun. Maybe school should start requiring kids to do like an archery course instead of gym class. My, my high school did. They used to have gun class. They used to, the, they used yeah, to have, I mean like, like 4-H still does. Like there yeah. are shooting teams and stuff, but it would be harder to get guns in public schools. But like my public high school did. Uh, archery as like yeah. in lieu of gym. It's like basics of self-defense. There are, uh, public schools in Detroit that had gun ranges like in the basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it used to be a Yo. part. I mean, I, I learned how to shoot uh, in Cub Scouts. Did you see the, Scouts, you see I mean, the Australian was... guy who had a gun range oh, in his yeah, basement? That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Whoa, man. That was he, badass. He, like, yeah, in his basement, he had a, a thing that like the, the a yeah. couch a lifted up, room. Yeah. went underground. Shooting a tunnel. Shooting tunnel awesome. arsenal. And they yeah. caught him. And I guess he's not going to jail. They just fined him and took his shit from took him. Took his guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a guy who's in the construction industry and he built a indoor range in the basement of a some you know four million dollar house or whatever and they dug along like it was only maybe 25 yards i think but yeah they uh, it's all all concrete so it's pretty much soundproof and it's in his don't you basement. need to like go in the tunnel to fix it and clean it periodically and stuff um yeah no? i don't know exactly how he designed it particularly but depending on the trap i mean it, like it's all about volume i mean yeah. you know your gun range traps taking hundreds of thousands of bullets a month and so they, there's a lot of maintenance but yeah. like a, a rubber bullet trap is pretty i've got a rubber bullet trap in my garage that i'll use mm. uh unofficially to test things and it's basically just a garbage can full of rubber playground mulch it costs oh. me like 50 bucks to build and really it'll stop everything up to like 30-06 Oh wow! So you just wow. do you actually use rubber bullets in testing? 
No, no, it's real bullets. It's but hitting it's rubber. Ru- it's hitting rubber. That's what's at the end of like the uh, the berms. It's basically just rubber playground mulch in a lot of cases, and it, and it slows down the the bullet if you have a, a you know enough depth. Is there any way to reuse a bullet? Uh, I mean, theoretically, if it was completely un. You know, if you if you shot it into sand or rubber or something where it was completely undeformed, I mean, it would have rifling in it from the barrel you shot it through. So, you know, could you reload that and shoot it again? Yeah. I mean, what would your accuracy be? Who knows? But if you needed to do it to shoot somebody at 10 feet, you know, uh, it, right. I, should I have this? I have Shotguns this, are more fun. Yeah. I have this little single shot pistol uh, that has no rifling in the barrel at all. And it was kind of designed by this weird guy. It's 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 really cool actually. I, I I bought it just from the novelty, but yeah, twenty feet. I would. I mean, I'm not going to stand in front of it. <laughs> Ex- exotic change. Exotic shotgun shells are just way better and way more fun. Like I am keep thinking about like, the shotgun. You light the range on fire, which is well. I'm, I mean, don't drag. <laughs> yeah. Was it dragon's, dragon's breath? breath? Yeah. Luke bought some, and we went to the range when it was covered in snow, because like mm-hmm. you know you don't want to take uh, dragon. I go when it's dry out. Yeah, for, for those sure. unfamiliar, yeah. it's or it, an it, indoor range it's, ever. It, it's a shotgun shell that's full of magnesium, I think, right? So it sprays yeah. flaming metal. Flame, right. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty badass. Whoa. Yeah, there's. But uh, they, uh, we ordered a bunch of exotic rounds a while ago, and they've got um, what is it, what is it called? Lache or something? Like flache rounds. Flache rounds. Like, that's yeah, one. Saber yeah, like rounds. it's like yeah. blades, Little right? Darts or blades. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So you, it's a shotgun shell full of blades and needles. And you shoot them, and it just sticks. And it's oh, flaché, not flachette. It, I think it's flaché. I could be wrong. Okay, I'm not. It's, it's, French, it's French, so I think it's flaché. I've been thinking about getting a, a bunch shotgun. of weird shit you can get. I think yeah. the shotgun's the way to go. Is it that the they don't care about like the NFA and all that? You don't shit? want it. You don't want matter. a shotgun, bro. Really? Yeah, shotguns. This, are, here's the, the methodology on that is changing. So the, the, it used to be, I'll oh, get a shotgun because you got a big spread. Here, here's the deal. At, at about 30 feet, the spread out of a shotgun with double at buckshot is only maybe about three inches. It's not as big as you think it is. And 30 feet is longer than the hallway in most people. I mean, my house, I've got a kind of like an open floor plan house and end to end, it's only maybe 35 feet. So but, the spread but, isn't as big as- And the recoil. The recoil is pretty bad. Uh, semi-auto shotguns aren't terrible, but the recoil is yeah. tough. The round count is low. You know, a, a semi-auto shotgun is going to have maybe six plus one, eight plus one. They're heavy and they're long and they're unwieldy. I mean, really what you want is a short-barreled rifle, well, which what, is why the NFA needs to be repealed. It shouldn't exist. We know we're we're regulating modern firearms based on a law that was written in the 1930s. What, what, for your house, would you rather have like a, like a Remington 12-gauge or would you rather have like a Ruger 1022? I mean, given those two, I'd probably take the. Sh- Me personally, shotgun. I would take the shotgun for sure because I've trained with a shotgun. Single a lot. shot pretty... probably ends it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like if, if I have a shotgun in my house. Oh, I'm sorry, you said single. Well, then I'm taking the Ruger 1022. No, no, no. Right? I'm saying you finish them. You finish, oh, oh, the finish job them with one shot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but like you're gonna have like six shells, whereas sure. the Ruger 1022 you could have like 60, 30, maybe or 60, more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're crazy, you have like a hundred yeah. round drum, which <laughs> probably gonna jam, I'd imagine. But I'm thinking about. If I have a gun in my house, something that anybody could pick up and probably use without really worrying about it, and, and you've got 30 rounds in a Ruger 1022, 
you're you're gonna. It's, I feel like the average person defending probably deal with that. Yeah, yeah I, like people don't realize when 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 Biden was like, get a shotgun, fire it in the air, like some like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the average person who's they think shotguns are like good home defense. It's like yeah. you better be ready for a buckshot recoil. It's sure. not the same. Plus the noise. Like I, I can tell oh, you this yeah. as somebody who has fired a shotgun inside of an enclosed space with no hearing protection. Um, you're <laughs> fucked. I mean, it like, yeah. th- and again, that's why we should be deregulating suppressors. That's why I've got a suppressor on my, the rifle that I've got in, in my bedroom because it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When I shoot somebody, I'm going to have to call the cops mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to be able to hear them. I'm going to have to be able to take direction. I may have to communicate with the person I just shot, my family, my neighbors. Who knows? This is, this is the thing people don't understand. Like uh, I'm watching Yellowstone because I have to make sure everybody knows. But there's a scene where someone shoots a horse and he just walks up, pulls out a gun and shoots it right there with like no hearing protection or anything. Yeah. And it's like, I get he's outside. Sure. But still, you're. it's yeah. like it's still loud outside. Yeah. And, and indoors. I mean, it's absolutely deafening. I mean, you, you can't even imagine. What's what's your ideal uh Ideal home defense. Would it be short barreled rifle, nine millimeter frangible or something like that? Yeah, uh, not frangible. 55 grain 223 is designed to fragment. I mean, 55 grain standard FMJ 55 grain 223 will penetrate fewer walls than a nine millimeter. You th- and that, you'd rather use that inside your house? Yeah. Is like the a little bit more powerful? Like it's not going to go through the walls. Do you think it's a better choice? I oh, yeah. I mean, like I, I, I have I have our 70. I have our Phoenix ammo 75 grain uh, home defense round in mine. Mm. But same thing. I mean, the velocity uh, at hallway distance is going to be almost muzzle velocity. So 2,600 feet per second. It's going to tumble <laughs> and fragment. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be That's do a exactly. lot, right? Oh, yeah. It's very, it's high. Because I've got like 40, uh, 40, uh, 1911 and 45, and it's very slow. Oh, yeah. Pistols are pistols. Rifles yeah. are rifles. I mean, that's the that's the mantra. But, you know, the like a 20-inch barrel AR, it's coming out at like 3,100 feet per second. So it's going to cavitate, fast. isn't it? Um, it? It can cause... Yeah, I mean, everything's going to cavitate to a degree. It depends on the size of the cavitation. But what you want is, like, the the important thing is um, 55 grain FMJ 223 will not tumble and fragment reliably under like 23 to 2400 feet per second I, so I got, that's uh, that's the number if you shorten the barrel too much then you lose too much velocity so oh, okay. there's a there's a middle ground but again inside your house at 30 feet you know if you have a 10 inch barrel ar that's fine is that going to be great out to 400 yards probably not i mean can you hit a target at 400 yards i have so it's not the end I, of the I world got a, it's not uh, ideal i got a bolt action uh, 17 super mag and the guys at the shop told me that it's for critters yeah. And it vaporizes them. Like, oh, yeah. When it hits them, it's such high velocity that red mist it just erupts. They blow up. Yeah. They I mean, we use, uh, we, we use. Uh, um, <laughs> Poor fucking thing. I, mean, I want to get the know, beaver out of my yard. Target. I want to blow it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's out of your yard. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think's the biggest misconception people who are afraid of guns or don't like guns have about the industry? About the industry or about, about guns? gun owners? About either guns, one. Uh, I would say, like, you know, the, the comment I hear a lot from people on the anti-gun side is 
what are you so afraid of that's making you carry a gun every day? Like, like you just you you must live in fear because you carry a gun everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's real an quick, easy argument. Say that, yeah. Just say to him, be like, I don't know. I saw this video of this guy. You ever hear George Floyd? <laughs> that's right. And yeah. I was just I don't like, get George wow. Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to get George it, Floyd. It, <laughs> it's a, it's an easy argument to win because, um, and like I I can talk about that. It's a whole different discussion. But that's uh, it, it's an easy argument to win because you say, well you have a spare tire in your car. What are you so afraid of? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a fire extinguisher in your house. What are you so afraid You must of? live in fear every day yeah. of fires. You must live fires. in fear every day of, of your house burning down. And it's like, I, I don't I don't fear anywhere that I go. And it's not just because I'm carrying a gun. It's because I'm, you know, I, I do plenty of other things that, that I, I uh, hope makes me prepared. You know, I, I have a med kit in my truck. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's many more things that you, like, carrying a gun makes you aware of more than just the fact that you have a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you tend to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings. And it's just uh, something that becomes ingrained in your head. So I, I think that's the, the, the biggest misconception is that people who carry guns are somehow afraid of something or like, oh, you just can't wait to shoot somebody. I've heard some people and, say that they feel like they're inviting violence. Like if you bring a gun, then you yourself. Are I think of it exactly the opposite. I mean, I, I can too. tell you that like when I'm carrying a gun, the last thing that I'm going to do is get involved in some petty fight with some idiot over a parking space mm-hmm. or, you know, the last Xbox at, at Walmart or something, because I know that. I'm going to be the one who's looked at as the bad guy. Whether I pulled my gun or not, that's what's going to be the headline is gun owner gets in a fight in the Walmart. And that's all that you're ever going to hear about. CPL holders, uh, this is true. I I think it's true nationwide, but there was actually a study that confirmed this in Texas and in Florida. Um, People who have a concealed pistol license are the uh, most law-abiding group of people in the in the entire United States, and that includes police officers. People with a concealed pistol license commit fewer crimes than police officers. So this idea that getting a concealed pistol license means that you're just going to like wild west it and you can't wait to shoot somebody and get into a gunfight is is just absurd. Mm-hmm. It, it's it it's there's no data to support it, and that's why most of the gun control arguments are emotional, not. Uh, fact-based. And they probably come from people who have no experience with guns. They don't have friends with guns. Yeah, they, don't they don't have any experience with guns and never been around. And I mean, and like, you know, understand, I didn't really, I grew up with guns in the sense that I shot guns uh, when I was like in Cub Scouts, but mm-hmm. my parents were not gun owners. I mean, I, I wasn't allowed to play violent video games. You know, I wasn't allowed to play Mortal Kombat. I went over to my friend's house and played it there, but, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch pro wrestling. Um, they didn't want me to watch violent movies so I, I didn't like grow up in this culture of violence or something but, they, they, I, but this is what when i moved into my first apartment and i started dating uh my first like real serious girlfriend uh i i, I decided like and i was working in downtown detroit for this insurance company in the you know all the manufacturing companies are in the worst areas of detroit mm-hmm. and i just decided like I have to be not just responsible for myself, but there's other people that I'm now responsible for. Like, right. you know, uh, I, I'm not going to be the one to be caught unaware with, you know, this woman that I'm dating who is now going to expect me to, like, be able to handle the situation. Or I hope she does. Like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's, I hope that's why she's attracted to me is, you know, that, that she thinks I can take care of her if I have to. And I want my family to feel that way. And I want my friends. I, I Like, to me... Uh, the worst scenario possible is to be a capable adult human male that is 
unable to help somebody in a terrible situation where that's whereas you know whether that's somebody broken down on the side of the road i mean i i stopped and helped uh pull somebody out of a ditch the other day in my truck because i had you know a tow rope and it, and it took me all, five minutes yeah so that's that's the way that i see uh, that's how i got into gun culture in 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 the beginning it wasn't because I played Call of Duty, or my parents were in the military, or it was a protection or, instinct. Yeah, it was a protection instinct. I, I, I've never hunted in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I have to right now actually record for Freedom Tunes, Ooh. so we're gonna we're, we'll have to wrap it up here. Being called away, you big yeah, well, star. Fauci's in the news, nice. and uh, Seamus hit me up, and I have a responsibility. But uh, but we 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 went for about a half an hour, so uh, yeah. it's been a blast talking about guns yeah, and, and hanging my, out. My pleasure, absolutely. And for everybody who's a member and you're watching live. We're working on the Discord, which will so there so there may or may not be a live component on the actual Timcast.com website, but uh, I think Rumble is working on it. Uh, and then we're gonna have the Discord either way, so you'll be able to actually call in for certain guests in certain times. Obviously, not every single person who's a member will be able to do so because we give a, we get a couple thousand people watching the members only shows. But uh, I really do appreciate all of your support. Thanks for hanging out. This week's gonna be uh, pretty cool. We got some good people. Next week's real crazy. And I'm really excited for the Culture War show. So thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.